Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You are listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. The Global Silent Minute was launched on December 21st, 2019 as a once-only event to create a planetary pause to recalibrate humanity to its true destiny within the universe. In recognition of its restorative, revitalizing impact, Global Silent Minute has continued as a daily practice. 2020 was the year in which this daily rhythm was anchored throughout the planet and in so many different ways, at so many beautiful moments, and I can't wait to tell you more. In the face of global challenges, to meet together daily for one minute of silence the exact same minute everywhere enables us to harness the power of cooperation on both sides of the veil for global cooperation, peace, and freedom. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, open your mind and heart, and settle into your essential wholeness, your aliveness. As I introduce our guest, Dr. Dot Maver is an educator and peace builder whose keynote is inspiring cooperation on behalf of the common good. Dot is a co-founder of the Global Silent Minute and is a founder and board member with the National Peace Academy USA, the Global Alliance for Ministries and Infrastructures of Peace, the River Phoenix Center for Peacebuilding and Garden of Light. Her work in education, politics, and grassroots community organizing is focused on applied peacebuilding, utilizing a shared responsibility and shared leadership model. She is a speaker and facilitator focusing on the spirit of cooperation and creating the conditions for a culture of peace. And as you listen to her voice today, you are going to hear that she is the embodiment of peace herself. Welcome back to the program, Dot. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. That touches my heart as you say all these words that indeed embody peace itself. Thank you. It's a great joy. You are so welcome, and thank you. And I've had you here before, but Dot, I always find that asking this perennial first question on the show brings a richness and an aliveness to literally this ethos of wholeness that we're all working and striving toward, this unitive consciousness that we're going to be talking about. So I'm going to start with that first question, Dot. Can you share with our listeners what does all things connected mean to you today? (laughs) Thank you. And I, I forgot Julie, so I wasn't anticipating the question. How brilliant. All things connected to me speaks to the actual spiritual weave of this universe that we live and move and have our being in. And in fact, all things connected say to me that there is indeed no separation 
And beyond the uh, kind of glib statement, we are all one, we all interact in the one life. And so that's what it means to me. Mm. The interact, that's, that's a really important word today. I'm just going to kind of put that over on the shelf here and see how we weave that interact, interaction into this conversation because it, it truly is an important piece when we talk about cooperation and peace and freedom. And so I'm going to put that aside here, Dot, and mm -hmm. give you an opportunity to share with us the Global Silent Minute. It began in 2019. It was just going to be a one-time deal. And wow, I've watched it be such a beautiful service. And um, what would be some other words for it? Um, almost like this this really powerful touchstone or cornerstone to so many global events that have been unfolding throughout 2020. So why don't you give us a basic orientation of what is the Global Silent Minute? Okay, thank you. Yeah, and, and I will say again, it's a great joy, Julie, to be with you on, on Empower Radio and for good of the whole. Uh, those were capture the spirit of the moment uh, as well. And so I'd like to tell the story of the Global Silent Minute, how it was impulsed briefly this this in this cycle, in this round, and then how it actually started. Okay? And then we, we can go from there. Uh, because it, it makes my heart sing. You know how sometimes in life we pick up a book or we'll be looking out at a sunrise or sunset <clears throat> or at a beautiful piece of art. And all of a sudden we get this sense of an uh, inspiration. And that happened uh, in Australia. And that was in uh, 2019, January, 2019. And what landed was the story of the, original Big Ben Silent Minute, <clears throat> which and this then inspired myself and a few others to say yes to bringing that to life in this time. And I'll share why in a moment. So in 1917, there were two British officers lying side by side on a battlefield just outside Jerusalem. And one of the officers said to the other, Tudor Pole, I have had a vision, and I will not live through this war. And I have seen a greater war coming that will be fought on land, sea, and air. Please find a way to invite me and the millions on the other side of the veil to assist in ending all war to bringing peace on earth. Wellesley Tudor Pole survived the war. His friend died the next day in battle. And his friend had said one more thing to him, Julie. He said, never forget the power of silence is greater than you know. And it would be many years later, 23 to be exact, in 1940, 
and London was being bombed, and Wellesley Tudor Pold knew how he could meet his fellow officers' request. And he went to the BBC and the Big Ben Trust, and they agreed. And at 9 p.m. every night, BBC radio would, BB, they would sound the bells of Big Ben, and then they would go silent for one minute. And British around the world participated. And so did a lot of others. In fact, FDR supported it. And of course, there, the Parliament, Churchill, everyone supported it. And in 1944, a German officer was interrogated. And he said that they didn't know, the Germans didn't know how to counter this secret weapon of the British. He said, I believe you called it the silent minute. So it originated on a battlefield then, and these decades later, we are on many battlefields at once on this beautiful planet, and we have an opportunity coming together for the exact same minute of silence with a shared intentional focus. We invoke those on the other side of the veil. We unite our hearts across distance, both sides of the veil. And we focus on global cooperation, peace, and freedom. And we realized that January, that if we could help this happen on a day that everyone recognized as well, and that's why we chose, chose solstice, because really no, no one owns solstice, so to speak, right? Whether it be a religion or politics, you know, the holidays, the whatever, but solstice, everyone recognizes. And so that's what we chose to do. And it, it is so true. Silence is a spiritual weapon. And the power of silence, two concordant thoughts increase the power sevenfold. We just keep imagining millions and millions and millions of concordant thoughts. And we become a tipping point unto ourselves in a single minute of time. Mm. Just your voice bringing this through um, is creating such a, a beautiful, rich resonance within me listening here and just imagining back in 1940 when they united hearts across the distance and uniting hearts across the veil. Speak a little bit more to that and then I'd love to hear how... Um, how the Global Silent Minute unfolded after last December, because it's really, it's been an incredible asset to so many this last, this past year. But speak more about the veil, because that just gives me goosebumps when I think of um, the power of this silent prayer for peace and freedom and really the intention of it as the one soldier invited his friend soldier to do this. Mm. Yes. Well, you know, in your introduction to this radio show, and you said, uh, no illusion of separation. And it has always seemed to me since I was a child, actually, that it, I mean, we're all alive all the time even when we cross the veil, so to speak, and we drop this clothing, like for me, I drop the clothing called dot, 
but what happens to me who's living in here? And I go on. The the I, the the capital I, right? The capital E of, of ego, the spirit goes on. There is no death for spirit. And so as challenging as death is, because it creates this separation for us that is so painful to experience. We, and given that, once we realize that there is no separation, we can unite our hearts across distance even across or through the veil, so to speak. And right now the veils are thinning. And in fact, at this time of December solstice, the veils are the thinnest that they are. And it, it, I find it just absolutely moving that I was told the story that in um, Japan, they light fires uh, because they know that it that will be a magnet for those, and this is due to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, these specific fires, that those fires get lit because they know it will attract those on the other side, so to speak, the other side of incarnation, but it's really all one, uh, who can then assist, who can come home, so to speak. And so when we think about it that way, Julie, see, once I'm out of this body, I can't impose my will on those who who are still living in their bodies. That's it's kind of against the universal law, as I understand it. And so because no one can impose their will, we must invoke, we must invite and we anticipate the evoking, right? The return, because imagine, wouldn't, I mean, let's face it, wouldn't you want to assist? Uh, it's like all, all of us would say, yes, let us help bring peace. Let us help bring beauty. Let us help bring the joy of livingness, even through all of the, the struggle and the pain and suffering. This great school of pain and suffering we know as the little blue daughter, Earth, I will submit that we are moving through that to a point of understanding that we are part of creation and that humanity is one of the resources on the planet. Not that the planet is here for us or that animals or plants or minerals, but that we are here with all life. And as we come to that recognition, we will experience peace, living in right relationship with self, others, and all life. And I do believe that then the pain and suffering will ease. Mm. Your words um, are beautiful evidence of what a steward you are of peace on the planet. Thank you for that, Dot. And and this turning of 2020 and really grounding and embodying this global silent minute, it continued through 2020. You, mm-hmm. you began last solstice and every day at the same moment, people around the world were sharing this moment of silence mm. and really calling on humanity to fulfill this higher potential, this this greater destiny that we're talking about of, of really achieving peace on earth. This year, from the Vatican to indigenous cultures, 
people will be gathering again on the solstice. And we're going to talk about the solstice uh, a little bit later and, and all that power that you were bringing through. But I really want to um, have you summarize what's happened in 2020 and then what are you planning for 2021? <laughs> okay. So first of all, I will say that um, every year uh, during the uh week from solstice through to the day after, uh, to the 26th, we'll just say, to December 26th, I am part of a gathering of um, spiritual cooperators, I'll say. And this has been happening for years and years. It's a beautiful retreat setting. And uh, in fact, check out LifeBridge Foundation in upstate New York, and this is the LifeBridge Sanctuary. It's really lovely. And I rarely get, get on the computer. It's the only time of year that I just really remove myself. And so I was in New York for the broadcast. And when we offered the Global Silent Minute, which was amazing, thanks to John Raymer and others with the sign network and really just getting it out there. And then it took on a life of its own, as you're intimating. And I, one morning I woke up and I something said, turn on the computer, just check email. And there was this lovely email from Shelley Ostroff of Together in Creation and Seven Days of uh, Rest and Codes for a Healthy Earth. And she and Jan are doing such wonderful work. And I had never met her. And I could feel through her words in that email that, that like the sisterhood. And so I reached out in the midst of when I just don't typically. And we spoke immediately and Global Silent Minute became part of seven days of rest last year. And that was the beginning as people began to engage with it and feel that the power of it together. You know, si silent and listen are an anagram, right? The mm. same same letters. And when we step into that silent place together with our hearts open to listen with that shared intention, that magnet of global cooperation, peace and freedom, we have heard remarkable sharings from people and from children. Children love the global silent minute. It's wonderful. And so from that, uh, we began to uh, meet a lot of people, and of course, since John John Raymer had helped us uh, get the Global Silent Minute out there on uh, December nineteenth, uh, I mean December twenty first uh, solstice in uh, twenty nineteen, uh, he called us in then also to the Sign Network, and Karen Palmer uh, interviewed us and. Uh, met Ben Bowler and became part of World Unity Week. And then now, I mean, I can hardly keep up with it, as you can imagine. And so we've created clips that people can use and you can go on Facebook or our website, globalsilentminute.org. And it, it is really and truly amazing. I've Folks say all the time, you know what we're doing now, Dot, where we start every meeting with a silent minute. It's amazing. And then it's like we come into harmony with one another and, and then we begin our work. It's, it is really a beautiful statement that when we meet in the silence, we meet within the life aspect. And from there, one source, right? Many, many differentiations, one source. 
So it takes me to a final comment. You know, I've heard so many times very wise words on many of these calls that you and I are on uh, with so many individuals and groups from around the world who are cooperating on behalf of the common good. And it, it has been said more than once that unity in diversity can create pushback and resistance and even fear, which I'm understanding better and better. But but when we say diversity in unity, where it takes me is to the source, the source of life. From there, and there's there's one source, right, by whatever name. And when we begin there and differentiate, then we don't come out here fighting, we come out here unified, recognizing we have a unique contribution. We each have our own wisdom and we have inherent value. So it, it's a whole different take then on living together and back to that word, interacting within the beautiful web of life where we're all breathing the same air. Yeah. The, so I'm going to just pause with that word again, inter acting as in even transacting interacting as one together here that literally this global silent minute um, is not just a nice idea that brings us to center that brings each of us practicing it into this place of peace but as we practice this globally with others, we are creating greater coherence and greater resonance. And now we're watching science um, in, in a lot of different ways from Lynn McTaggart onto the Global Coherence Initiative really show us the power of this interacting on behalf of peace, interacting on behalf of this unity that we're talking about. Do you want to say some more about the, the science and what we know about building this greater coherence? Well, my goodness, Julie, let's have that conversation. And I've heard you speak to this. You are the one who should talk about that a little bit. And all I will say as the intro to you now is that science and spirit or science and spirituality are like two hands of the same body, and they are now bringing those hands together in a namaste uh, to all life. And that is the very good news out here. But yes, because I know you are working with coherence. I mean, we could talk about heart math, uh, and we can talk about what we know from the trees and how they are one on the planet, per yeah. se. You know, so, but please, you speak to that for a moment. Well, I think that the, the piece that that I feel is really important is to to ground what you're doing with the Global Silent Minute into this larger perspective that when we do come together in, in meditation, in silence, in heart coherent, creating greater resonance, there is concrete and, and specific evidence that shows us that we can raise the vibrational frequency on the planet, that we can literally, Lynn McTaggart and her experiments, Global Coherence Initiative through HeartMath, Literally, they can choose areas of the world to pray for where war ceases during that time. They can pray for, meditate with, 
on behalf of inner city violence and we've watched the the crime rates go down like the science is so prolific now as we're looking at what is this higher state of frequency that we're talking about and this really is consciousness i'll go into a story um, more in detail after the break because I think it's an important story and, and you and I can muse into this a little bit more but thank you Dot for giving me that moment to really share that because I think that going back to your word interact interacting is that you may go into your meditation space ring the bell and go practice the global silent minute but when we do come together we're creating something so much greater Mm -hmm. than what we can do as an individual and that interacting will create the peace that we're talking about here and there's yes yummy Mm -hmm. yummy so (laughs) do you want to add anything to that dot before we go to break Yeah, I just want to say thank you for mentioning the word consciousness, and I look forward to our continuing conversation on the other side of break. Beautiful. Okay, with that, I am here with Dot Maver, and we are talking about the Global Silent Minute, but we're also talking about really building cooperative communities here where we do work for global cooperation, peace, and freedom. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll have so much more and a few surprises for you as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to Empower Radio, an entire radio station devoted to your personal development, expanding your conscious awareness, and empowering positive change. Meet our hosts and listen online at EmpowerRadio.com, on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, or download the Empower Radio app for your smartphone or tablet. It's free in the App Store, and it lets you listen to our shows and podcasts on demand. Empowering people, empowering change. Empower Radio, online at EmpowerRadio.com. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. (sighs) Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby, I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at autismspeaks.org signs, or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent. Brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. I might look like an adult, like a person who could possibly be a parent, but I have no idea how to talk like one. And everyone knows that if you want to be a parent, you have to sound good when you say things like, Don't make me turn this car around. Or, Because I said so. Or, Don't make me come back there. I don't even really know what those things mean. But I know that I actually believed my parents when they said them to me. How did they manage to sound so convincing? 
Here we go. Don't make me come back there. Oh, no, that's not tough enough at all. Kids can sense weakness. Don't make me come back there. Ooh, yeah, that's better. In fact, that kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to listen to you practice your dad voice. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit adoptuskids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on my Facebook page, All Things Connected, where we continue the conversation. I invite you to be a more conscious, courageous, and compassionate co-creator of the beautiful, healthy world we depend on. Come work with me. There's lots of ways you can do that. You can check out those opportunities at juliecrawl.com and also goodofthewhole.org. I am here today with Dot Maver, founder of the Global Silent Minute and so much more. You can find out more about the Global Silent Minute at globalsilentminute.org. Really simple, globalsilentminute.org. And get involved. This December 21st will be a very special anniversary. And it's special for more ways than one. So, Dot, I want to jump into one of those surprises that I think is a fun conversation for you and I to continue this theme of the Global Silent Minute as we expand and, and into this in a whole new way is that the solstice. You mentioned the veil is the thinnest on the solstice, but why now? December 21st, 2020, this solstice is an incredibly powerful and special day. I would love to hear you muse into that for our listeners a bit. Oh, thank you for that invitation. And that just brought to mind (laughs) Brother Phil, Chief Lane Phil, and the numerous conversations. Do you know that This moment in time, Julie, is as momentous a moment as humanity has ever experienced on planet Earth. So what's happening in the sky right now, and it it started on November 2nd with an exact what I'll call heliocentric conjunction of our two wonderful, beautiful stars, planets, Saturn, the one with the rings around it, and Jupiter, that gorgeous, big Jupiter and the planet of benevolence, right? I always think of it as the planet of joy. And Saturn uh, rules time, basically, Uh, Father Time, we think of. So much more could be said, but they're coming together exactly in Aquarius. And we know that all of the great cycles I mean, Joanna Macy speaks to this brilliantly, the the great turning. It's happening. We're in it. We are turning right now from the 250,000-year cycle to the 25,000-year cycle to the 2,500-year cycle. We are experiencing all of that in this moment. It's so powerful. So on December 21st, those two great ones, Saturn and Jupiter, will touch exactly 
in Aquarius. It's called a conjunction, right? They're in, they're floating at zero to one degrees right now. They'll touch exactly on the 21st. Well, when that happened in Scorpio, when they touched in that first degree of Scorpio, Mohammed was born. When they touched in that, when Saturn and Jupiter touched in that first degree of Taurus, Buddha showed up. When they touched in the sky, as we know it, at that first degree in Pisces, that was the star of Bethlehem and Jesus was, was born. So what's happening now? And I don't necessarily have an answer to that question. I mean, I know my experience in this moment, and we can speak to that, both of us, and what, what we are observing and experiencing. But there is no question that radical change is afoot. We know change as the only constant. This is radical change. And as we embrace that, and once again, I'll use the word interact. As we interact with those planetary energies that are coming together, in this moment, do you know this actually speaks to the the prophecies, uh, the indigenous, the Hopi prophecy, the all, all of these things. And Brother Phil speaks to this beautifully. If you check out Sign Network, S I N E Network, and what that says to me is that our global silent minute on solstice has the capacity to hold a chalice of silence this time. You know, the chalice oh, is so God. sacred. It's said to be the uh, the next symbol of peace. In the, the ageless wisdom lineage that I'm familiar with, it said that the, first there was the olive branch, then the dove, and now the chalice as we move into uh, this Aquarian uh, moment in time, big moment in time uh, for the next uh, thousands, couple thousands of years. So that's that's what's happening. It's absolutely huge and stunning and beautiful and powerful. And we have the opportunity, because we are conscious of what is going on, to interact with this in a way that can help, through invocation, evoke these energies onto and through the planet. We become uh, both the receivers and the distributors of this great energy that is flowing through at this time. So it doesn't have to be destructive for change to happen right now. We can, we can work this together like a great symphony uh, even though we're letting go of a lot of the ways we did business before. Oh, we were in the midst of an all-systems breakdown on the planet, for goodness sake. So how do we move through and experience an all-systems breakthrough? Because that's the turning. That's the great turning. Mm. That's so I'm going to just drop in. You and I had a conversation. Um, well, first, first, let me drop in this, because this <laughs> one thing fired off first. Um, this morning I had this image that came across my awareness again that, that I had seen like 10 years ago and it's so moving and it's this woman who's planted uh, under the ground is like a seed of a plant who has sprouted and literally is growing. And so it's this woman under the earth, it's this gorgeous pocket and, and, she's emerging from that and what I felt 
is how you began describing this. When I saw the image again, it was one of the very first images I ever shared on Facebook. Um, when I first found Facebook, I was resistant to it for a very, very long time. But what it did for me this time, Dot, was it like quickened inside of me the okayness to literally let go of everything from the past, to let go of every timeline, of every imagining of how my life would be, to let go of my history, my goals, my expectations, my um, everything, (laughs) like like to literally allow myself to be this new being that is completely moved by the impulse of creation itself, like to totally let go of everything and be fully present to allow that to grow inside. And that, you know, some will say it's the IntelliKey, like the impulse of evolution knows what it's doing as it's moving through us. The impulse of creation is creating this new world through us. And so when you were talking, I was reminded of that image because I would love for you to say, this is a time for complete transformation. This isn't that this... And, you know, a lot of people will be like, okay, it's a momentous moment. We're going to wake up on December 22nd and, and, you know, everyone's going to be glowing or flying or gone or, you know, but literally it is this inner interaction that's happening with the outer inner action. And literally this is evolution consciously in a complete transformation. Can you say more about that piece? Because I, I'm just feeling it so ripe right now. That's so beautiful. So, and so beautifully articulated, Julie. And I want to say we are in the midst of a co-creative emergent design process. And you'll note that I did not answer your direct question. So what are you planning for 2021? And you may ask me again, and I don't know what I'll say because we've been really conscious of not planning for 2021 as yet, because this moment, if it were in form, the moment we're talking about and that you just described, it would be the Berlin Wall. One, One day you get up and the wall still exists and the next day it's gone. So it is a moment like that on the planet, but it's not so much in the form nature as you say, oh, all of a sudden, like we're all different and yet we are. And when you mentioned the woman, it is the rise of the feminine. There is no question. And I will speak to the mother of the world. The mother of the world approaches. And in this moment, we we are done now on the planet with uh, a rise of patriarchy. And then the rhythm dips and, ah, there's a bit of a rise of matriarchy. Ah, and then it dips and then patriarchy. And we're coming off as we know, a a patriarchic kind of situation. But what we need now is a fiery equilibrium. And so this moment of Saturn and Jupiter touching calls forth both the divine feminine, and I think of it in terms of the mother of the world, and what is spoken of as the coming one, or Maitreya, 
or the reappearance or by whatever terminology, but it is the dual origin. It is female and male, both. It is our wholeness. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what that's what we're standing in right now. It's so powerful. It's so beautiful. I just like literally, I don't know if the listeners heard this loud <laughs> breathing sound in the, my microphone because I literally just like, literally just sighed this gorgeous um, release, this exhale that felt so good in that wholeness of talking about that dual origin and, and that wholeness and literally the masculine feminine in that radical fiery balance and harmony and uh, yeah the goodness the yumminess of all of this so i love that you haven't planned a big piece this is this is what the day will look like um we're all invited into this silence for this i think you have a 30 minute um time frame yeah Yeah. this one for the 21st coming up it'll be on a monday and we're going to hold a uh, 30 minute chalice of silence so it will begin at 8 45 p.m gmt and then the main it'll go till 9 15 uh, gmt so on the east coast where i am in the usa uh, that's 4 p.m is the is the key minute and we say to everybody while we'll hold the chalice the chalice of silence from quarter to four in new york till quarter after four The truth is the key is one exact same minute of silence at 4 p.m. New York. It'll be 8 a.m. the next morning in Sydney, Australia. It'll be 1 p.m. in California on the 21st. It's 9 p.m. GMT. So wherever we are, uh, let us millions and millions and millions of us on this planet come together in intentional silence both sides of the veil, for global cooperation, peace, and freedom. Beautiful. And so to go along with this um, powerful day, the solstice, December 21st, I want to lay another template over this because so often we hear our friends in the spiritual networks and the evolutionary networks and, and spiritual leaders, teachers, we're we're talking about a great idea that that we're going to move from competition to cooperation. You know, we're going to okay. It's it's this this time where literally we're going to leave where we've been and we're going to come into this age, and it's it's about cooperation. But oftentimes we don't hear even where that comes from or why that comes from. And I just want to um, drop in that that. Dr. Elizabeth Satoris recently wrote in Our Moment of Choice, um, she is an evolution biologist, and she wrote, from studying Earth's history over billions of years, I saw that in its biological evolution, species go through a youthful phase of acquisition and expansion in feisty competition. When that gets too energy expensive, they mature into cooperation as that proves more efficient and sustainable. So 
along with this astrological significant moment in time, we've been talking about conscious evolution and this evolution, the biological evolution of our species is real, Dot. And it's not just this great idea that we've had, but it's really encoded in our biology and cooperation is encoded in our biology. Cooperation is in our DNA and we are about to unleash that evolutionary potential and how we create. And to me, it's this simple. If we, if we think about this time and this moment on the planet, I've synthesized it. Do you want to hear my, my statement of synthesis now? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. This is my conscious evolution synthesis, that it is time that we co-create cooperative communities that care for all life. Mm. That's what spirituality is telling us. That's what the astrology is telling us. This is what evolution biology is telling us. So it's time to co-create cooperative communities that care for all life. Wow. That's what we're doing with the Global Silent Minute. Yes, cooperative communities that care for all life. I love that, Julie. And so many things come to mind. First, synthesis is. It's unity that must be created. And, you know, I started off my uh, adulthood as an educator uh, and a coach. And I coached softball for many years. And I was always, I was forever saying, it's all about cooperative competition. And everybody would be like, what? Yes, cooperative competition. The seeds of that are in the Olympics, in fact. The seeds of that are everywhere, and you just spoke to it. Because cooperative competitions, competere, right, competition, we petition with to raise together. So it's actually to bring out the best, the strength, the gifts, and we just keep refining and helping one another refine. And that takes consciousness. So it's actually conscious cooperative competition is what I think you are describing. And that's powerful on the evolutionary arc, because then, of course, we all want it to be better out here, but not just for me. I recognize me in you and you in me. So for all of us, and that's what's so, that is what is so beautiful. Mm. Conscious, cooperative competition. Mm -hmm. I love this. You've been talking about competition for a very long time, and that's a big part of even the message of of peace and freedom. It really is bringing that that cooperation, that nature of cooperation in. And so it's really exciting to hear biology bring in that very word. That's exciting to me. Yeah, it is very exciting. And again, we turn to Mother Nature. And, And as I will say, you know, living in the Northeast, as harsh as Mother Nature can be at times, the the exquisite beauty and the extreme cooperative nature, even among survival of the fittest, as you could say many times looking out here uh, at nature and, and in the deep woods. But that's what's actually happening all the time. And as our consciousness expands and we come to understand this and it becomes our living reality, things will change in a heartbeat. And that's how I'm holding this solstice. 
And, you know, when you said before um, about the indigenous and the indigenous communities who will be holding fire uh, circle celebrations around the world on solstice, uh, we have confer- confirmation uh, for the Global Silent Minute that they will participate in that Global Silent Minute. And that really speaks to us of this time of giving voice to those messages that tell us, yes, it is a new dawn. Yes, it is the great turning. Yes, we are letting go, as you said, letting go of the old way of thinking and acting out here. It, it is a new day. Mm. So I'll, I'll bring in our friend Barbara Marks Hubbard, oh, and good. yeah, in 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 1945, when the United States dropped the atomic bomb on Japan, um, she was deeply impacted. And as a young girl, um, her father had friends in high places, and she found herself in front of President Eisenhower. And she asked him, what is the meaning of our power that is good? And that question really drove the life and career of Barbara for the next several decades. She was in search for what is the meaning of our power that is good. And you told me a story where Fumi had mentioned spiritual, let me let me get back to what you called it. What did you call it? Spiritual weapon. That that literally the global silent minute and then this story of World War One and these two British soldiers and this one with the wisdom to say silence makes Mm. a difference and let me help you on the other side of the veil. So I just want to bring in this um, this whole idea back to where Barbara's question was, because what is the meaning of our power that is good? We've just circled around and talked about our collective capacity to work together, to co-create this emergent future, to work together, to cooperate. And I believe that the answer to Barbara's question then is in our collective power to move through this time of conscious evolution. And it will support, and and I'm going back to that interact, as we interact, it does support a deeper, more spiritual weapon that can cease fire around the world, that can stop war and and really ignite a culture of peace here. So can you speak more about that spiritual weapon before we close here? Yes, thank you. And you have said to me before, you have called it a fusion of collective capacity. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Because, yes, we talk when, when... Barbara asks that question, the meaning of our power that is good and our collective consciousness. Uh, You know, coming together in that silence, energy follows thought. That's a fact. And so when when we know that, that energy follows thought, and we know the power of silence and we are thinking collectively into and through, and, and, and this is people of goodwill around the world, and goodwill is love in action. And as we anchor love on this planet, do you know that is one of that is one of our powerful strengths? And we always think of it as a soft skill. 
It's not. It's not. It's a powerhouse. And so to answer that, it's not it's not about dropping a another bomb. It's not about another war. It is indeed about our collective capacity to come together on behalf of what it is we actually want out here instead of fighting against what we don't want. And when we turn our full collective attention in that direction, Julie, watch out. Because there is nothing that will stand, literally nothing that can stand in its way. And that is the power of good through our focused, shared intention in silence. Mm. Wow. Thank you for that, Dot. That indeed was was so beautiful. And I want to give you a moment or two here. If there's anything left unsaid... We've been listening to Dot Maver talk about the Global Silent Minute. You can find her at globalsilentminute.org. If there's anything that you haven't been able to say today that you really want our listeners to hear, I want to give you a minute or two to do that. Mm, Bless you for that. And I would say that the initial thing I, I want to remind us all of is that we, each and every one of us, have a unique contribution to make. And when we are mindful of that through every thought, word, and action, not only is that a great gift to life, it is a great gift to ourselves. And within that, joy is a special wisdom. And the only other thing I want to say, Julie, I want to remind us all that we walk the path of beauty. And beauty is perhaps the greatest quality on the planet. And we stand together in that. So I, I love you all. And I've, I see the beauty in absolutely everyone and everything all the time. Mm, you are a unique carrier of that beauty, Dot. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this hour with me. Thank you, Julie, and thank you for what you are offering on this planet. It is amazing and impactful. Bless you. Mm, Thank you. And today, listeners, instead of bringing my traditional quote to close the show, I want to leave you with a few seconds of silence. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Remember, together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.